It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. No, there's no words in this song. I think you maybe even just thought it was just the the intro. Familiar probably to most of the audience from the Sandlot. But it's Booker T and the MG. Little green on- onions here on Nuada's Now. Welcome back. We're funking it up a little bit today. I guess more like souling it up. Let's say that. A little soul music. A little Bill Withers. Got a little Sam Cooke coming up. I'll give you a dollar if you tell me what the MG means. Ooh, I have no idea. Oh, d- just give yourself a second uh, song. I don't know. Tell me. It's Memphis Group. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing big. Well, that, was a, that was a hard question for only a dollar. <laughs> I got a dollar. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey. The caffeine's working. Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio, <laughs> SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MTF. Missing the first hour of the show. Give you a little update on what's going went down last night in the Big Sky Conference in hoops. Also went around the World of Class AA over the last week or so in high school hoops, both boys and girls. Heard from Shelby Schwain, recently crowned champion in the pentathlon at the Big Sky Conference, a Missoula Sentinel graduate who is uh, finishing her collegiate sports career in fine fashion at Montana State. And uh, he also gave you a little Bitterroot breakdown and also some scores from the Western and Eastern Divisional Tournaments on the Class A level as well as the Western B Tournament as well. Uh, if you want to find all the various scores, period, 406MTSports.com, our fun uh, and great partners over there. They have all the brackets up there. So anything and everything you missed in the show today, you can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. The Nuanas Now podcast probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jsholtelaw.com. If you had a bad day, been in a car accident, uh, you need some help with some sort of defense, jsholtelaw.com. Also presented by the M Store where they're all grizz all the time. And the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. All right, time for a little blindside. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm going to start, I'm gonna start with a, a, a stat. This is from my brother who was listening. I don't know if he's still listening, but if he is, appreciate it. Thanks for always giving me all the good stuff for the, the show here. Congratulations to your brother because you are not only a freshly minted father, but that makes him a freshly minted uncle. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Very good. Mr. Brooks. He texts, Brooks New New. He texted me this earlier today. So from 1997 to 2013, Tiger Woods was 126 under par in major championships. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's a 16-year span. He was 126 under par. With there, there's there's a whole bunch of people that qualify for this, but with a qualifying player that played in at least ninety of those major championship rounds, mm-hmm. the second place person was a full two hundred and fifty one strokes behind Tiger. Steve Flesh was plus one twenty five 
in that 16-year span, and Tiger was minus 126, and that was as close as the rest of the field was. So this makes me think that my blind side for you is a very what? is a very simple one. I actually think that oftentimes we debate greatness and and who's the greatest and all this stuff. Yeah. To me, for someone that was born in the late 1980s and and came of age in the 1990s, yeah. Tiger Woods is the single best athlete that I've seen with my two eyes. And I don't think that there's an uh, I don't Ooh. actually think there's an argument. Why do you think it is? I know Tiger has all sorts of pump, we pump him up. He's so famous, all of this stuff. But there's still like this rotating argument. To me, I just think that's like indisputable that Tiger is the most dominant athlete of the modern era. What do you consider the modern era? Give me, give me the the, the, the uh, just the last twenty five years. Last twenty five years. The last generation. Let's call it generation because I think a generation they consider a generation now twenty five years. It used to be twenty. Yeah. Now it's twenty five. <sighs> I guess there's probably, but you can actually maybe yeah, consider I, generations are shorter, shorter now. Too. I would say, I feel like generations are like ten to twelve years now because it's all about when technology totally, hit your yeah, life. Totally, right? I, I agree. Gen Agreed. Z versus millennial versus so you know. so so Tiger over LeBron, definitely. Okay, Tiger Woods was purely unbeatable in a yeah. in an individual sport. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah, in yeah, team yeah, sports, yeah, 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 yeah. Team sports is about longevity and consistency, but truth. LeBron James has lost hundreds of games. Truth, truth. Like, there was a moment I, in time where, because that's the thing, too. It's not just about Tiger was consistently in the mix in tournaments. Tiger was straight up winning all of the tournaments. Serena Williams. Serena Williams is really good, but Serena Williams also. No, I'm, I'm her- just I'm just trying to throw things out there to to to, to you know not to scuttle butt around things, but just sure. to kind of um, add some polarization and parity yeah. to the conversation. Yeah. I'm just Michael Phelps. Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Michael Phelps is is certainly there. Michael Phelps. The, the two guys that I thought of that rivaled Tiger in terms of their, their greatness, their greatness, and also just the way that they captivated the entire globe was Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt. Those are the two guys I thought. I, I kind of go to Hussein, Usain Bolt, and and I guess on a more national level, maybe not global, would have to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady for sure, but in a team, I'm just, I'm just throwing in, stuff in, out in there. I'm not team, arguing with you. In a team sport, though, there's just so many things that have to go your so way. Many other and factors. So many different factors. That's, I will give you Tiger Woods. That's what makes Tiger so impressive. I'll give you Tiger Woods because you're also competing. It's you versus the world. You versus the field. I mean, Tiger. There's only been four times in the last since 1997 in which a, a single golfer came out and won. Five straight starts on the PGA Tour. Four times that's happened. Tiger Woods has three of them. Like to win five tournaments in a row. I'm not going to debate on the PGA. I mean, I'm there dead. there are guys that are considered all time great golfers, like Greg Norman and Freddie Couples and True. guys like that. True. That have like about as many wins in their entire career as Tiger had in single seasons. Truth. You know. Okay, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> you got that. Yeah. The cornucopia of knowledge over here. Nice job, Brooks Nuanez. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I just, I just that's think, a good one. I just think Tiger is just. Uh, it's crazy because he's so unbelievably transcendent, and we know all of the different parts of the story. It's one of Truth. the one of the most sharply chronicled stories in in honestly modern American history. He has been at the same time one of like the icons of the world, and then also one of the villains of the world. Oh, total polarization in one vessel. Yet still. 
I think that we are still learning to fully, truly appreciate what he accomplished at his peak. You know, as with anything, especially in like American culture, we don't appreciate it until well after the fact. Truth. Until it's, you know, the dust well, is that's, settled. That's it's, such a great point because that's part of why we keep, we haven't fully learned to appreciate it because we haven't fully put it to bed yet. No. Because there's a lot of people out there that are still like, even though Tiger had to withdraw from his last tournament because he's still just. So banged up from the car wreck that he got in. <laughs> that darn fire hydrant. <laughs> but but we still are holding on to the mm-hmm. illusion that uh-huh. Tiger might do it. Why? Because uh-huh. he did. Because he did. He did. As a 40-whatever, 45 or 46-year-old, he came and won the Masters. Uh, and that was a handful of years ago now, but we're still hanging on to the illusion that maybe he'll do it again. So You never know. It's a compelling, compelling story. All right. Uh, Nuwaz Dow, ESPN Radio. Uh, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. What do you got for me? I, first of all, the, the, you blindsided a blindside. Like I didn't know. I didn't know, and I was driving in here, so I'm just so Woody Allen right now. I just don't know what's going on, Colter. I don't. I don't really have anything for you. Just hit me with something else. Okay. Um, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. <laughs> NBA yep. Yeah. Is he like part ostrich? Like if you like, I don't know who looks more like a, a like a reptilian bird, him or Chris Bosh. Like, can we can we just talk about that for a second? Does he not look like the missing link somewhere? Is he part ostrich? <laughs> I'm serious, dude. He's like so Adam Silver. Looking dude. Adam Silver has a has a very. It's funny because David Stern is widely considered one of the most influential commissioners in in modern pro sports history, and it's hard to deny. I mean, David Stern from from the rise of the NBA in the 1980s to the the work with the Olympic Committee to institute the Dream Team One and Two, to then you know the '90s when the NBA just reached a, a fever pitch. David Stern did so much to globalize the game. I know there's a lot of of criticism of David Stern as well for cer- certain ways that he was the commissioner, but the NBA by and large wouldn't be the NBA what it is today without David Stern. Well, Adam Silver was David Stern's right hand man, a deputy. Uh, Commissioner for a really long time. Since Adam Silver's taken over, David Stern's priority was globalization. Adam Silver's priority has been parity, competition. They they want as even of a playing field as possible. They don't just want all the stars in the big markets. They want stars in every market, and they want every team to be compelling, and they want every team to have a draw. I think there's a, a benefit to that, but there's also, I think, a drawback, too, because I do think that the the average person is going to gravitate towards the the dynasties, the greatness. What they what they're getting in the in the current NBA model is uh, is a baseball model more than the old basketball model, and that is to have regional fans, fans of all the different teams, rather than teams that are like the team of the nation, like the Bulls were in the nineteen nineties, right? America's this, team. This is all to say this has nothing to do with any of this. David Stern or <laughs> excuse, excuse me, Adam Silver had uh, massive consternation before and during and after the All-Star game because he was trying to say, hey, we need to get this thing to be defensively competitive. And all the all the players like, sure, shut, sure. Up, shut up, nerd. We're going to, you know, we're going to play a little pickup basketball for the folks and, you know, we're going to score 200 points and the other team's going to score 199 and here we are. So I guess fair or foul that, uh, that Adam Silver was uh, mad that uh, – the the winning East squad scored two eleven in the All Star game on Sunday. Give that man a bucket of sand and tell him to bury his ostrich head right back into it. <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't hit me with such inane banal banter over the radio culture. This guy, look, 
It's an all-star game. No one cares about all-star games. You know what they care about? Fun. They care about seeing the current greats and, and, right. the, and the all-time greats from, from yesteryear and yesterseason. I don't care if it's football, basketball, hockey, ping-pong, underwater basket weaving. Who cares? Like, you're not going to find competition. You're going to find fun and a celebration. And these guys want to take a break because they're bruised and battered anyway. If you want, if you want defense, like, why don't you apply that during the regular season? Right? No, no, let, no. Let, let's talk about that. You want to talk about def- practice? <laughs> practice? I'm talking about games. He's talking about practice. Look, man, it's an all-star game. Let it go. All right. Let it go. I, I got one more for you, and then uh, maybe you can come up with one. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Chicago Bears, Yep. they have the number one overall pick because of a trade with, uh, I believe, Carolina. Even though the Chicago Bears went 7-10 seven, seven last year. But... A lot of drama brewing on the social medias this week because Justin Fields, mm-hmm. who's the incumbent quarterback for the Chicago Bears, he unfollowed the Bears on the social medias, and then he followed a bunch of guys that play for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of the young offensive stars for the Falcons. So I'm not asking you to project if that's where Fields is going or not, but smart or dumb... It, 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 I guess all of the implication here is that the Bears are going to take a quarterback and not just a quarterback, probably Caleb Williams from USC with the number one overall pick. Is that smart or dumb to uh, unseat Justin Fields with Caleb Williams if you're the Chicago Bears? You know, it's it, the, the Chicago Bears are a dumpster fire as far as like quarterback play. Like they haven't for, had- for, for since when? For all since Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon, I mean for real, like like, like they had sexy Rexy, sex, Rex Grossman was good for like a flash in the pan, one and a half seasons, like a fart in a skillet, right? <laughs> uh, the to me, it's less about the quarterback play and more about the people behind the quarterback and not producing or developing anything. To me, it's an organizational issue. Mm-hmm. You guys are not putting people in place to nurture, nature, mentor these young quarterbacks because they've drafted dudes that are athletically and physically capable. Yes. They just haven't had the coaches around them to like help mold them. Um, well, that's why see, here's why I'm on this. First of all, I think that in terms of just evaluating them as prospects coming out of college, yes, Justin Fields and Caleb Williams are very similar, except for Justin Fields is a way better way be- athlete, way better, way better athlete. And tougher. And I know I'm piling on because that's what everybody has done against Caleb Williams this year, especially when he was crying in the stands with his mom. But I do think that that sort of stuff is worth bringing up, at least when it comes to prospect evaluation. I don't know if it's worth hammering the kid on the radio for it, uh, but I do think in terms of prospect evaluation, that's going to go into it. But uh, I just think that... So I thought for the last couple years with Justin Fields at the helm for the Bears that... I thought the Bears misused him quite a bit. And then when they started using him correctly this season, especially down the stretch when he came back from the injury this season, he was good and they were kind of good. I mean, the Bears won several games down the stretch. This is a team that was projected to win four, and they won seven. So that's actually a pretty good That's a pretty good metric. Especially with Fields getting knocked out and then having to come back in the scope of the season. So... I'm saying big-time dumb. If I'm the Bears, I continue to try to develop Justin Fields because Justin Fields is a really good prospect. You just have to do things to cater to his strengths, 
which is the case for all quarterbacks, right? Like, I hate when people are saying he's a system quarterback, system quarterback. Everybody's a system Some quarterback. quarterback. you got to have a system that works for you, and you have to be able to cater to your strengths. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree. Nobody thought Lamar Jackson was going to do anything coming out of Louisville. They built him a system in Baltimore. He's won the MVP twice. Yeah, to me, uh, Lamar Jackson is Teddy Bridgewater gone right. Right. Right? Like, they're, like to me, that's the biggest, uh, it's, it, most interesting. You say Lamar Jackson, I always think about what could have been with Teddy Bridgewater because that is, it, Lamar Jackson is exactly it. Um, I like this. I like your question. I'm going to go with dumb as well, my friend. Yeah, dumb. D U M. No B. It's so dumb you can't put a B on the end. No one is now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and uh, the ESPN uh, MT app. All right, what do you got for me? Uh, nothing, man. Like you caught me. You caught me with like my shoes off and my socks around my toes. <laughs> like, like caught me up totally off guard. It's, like I, at, I, least, uh, at least you're, you're willing to admit it. Okay, uh, let's do another NFL one. Uh, I love smart or dumb. I, I I love it. I love smart or dumb too. Smart or dumb. Me or you? You're smart. I'm done. Keep going. <laughs> the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers hiring of Jim Harbaugh. Will this be the thing that helps them uh, fulfill their potential? You know, to, to me, the, the issue with the Chargers isn't coaching, it's health. Yeah, that, that's it's been a huge deal. It's been a huge deal. And I think when you have, you know, key players who can't stay healthy and you lose games, then coaches get fired. And I think sometimes those are the X factors that aren't spoken about on television or radio or in the locker room. Like, Austin Eckler can't stay healthy. Right. You know, like you just have dudes that are good dudes Mike at Williams spot. Can't stay can't healthy. healthy. Yeah. And you just, it's it, to me, it's, it's more about a health, which is strength and conditioning, which is an inner issue and less about a coaching thing. I think Jim Harborough brings something to the program. He'll bring uh, maybe some stability. Sometimes I, I worry about college coaches coming in and trying to wa- run a professional team like a college team. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a year or two to get that out of your system. So it'd be interesting to see how that parlays uh, going into next season. The thing that makes Harbaugh, he's not, unique is an overused word because unique means one of a kind. But Harbaugh is almost unique in the fact that he is one of the few coaches that has had top-level success mm-hmm. in both college and the pros. It's it's basically him and Pete Carroll. I'll give you that. In the in the modern era, right? Well, Harbaugh was was great with the 49ers. Awesome. And then it was obviously great. I mean, he won a national championship mm-hmm. uh, with Michigan this last year. The fact that he played so long in the NFL as well helps him quite a bit in terms of the transition back mm-hmm. because you know how to manage. Like Part of being a professional sports coach, it's more in the NBA probably than it is in the NFL, but it's managing the personalities and it's also managing the lifestyles. Like You have to help the guys know how to have you know, the lifestyle of a star but also still be able to be a high-performing athlete. Harbaugh lived that life, so I think that I think it help him, helps him. I also think it helps the Chargers because... In L.A., L.A. is like Vegas. If you aren't part of the show, you aren't part of the show. show. Like, you got to be a star. Like, to be able to have a... You got to have a Kobe Bryant. Like, you had... And they have this golden boy quarterback in Justin Herbert. Absolutely. But, like, Brandon Staley, he's he's not anybody. He's He's not of great repute. Jim Harbaugh is a star. Jim yeah, I know. You say Brandon Staley, and I think he's the guy that works down at Ace Hardware. Right. Like if, if Brandon Staley was walking down the street of Missoula, you would be, I don't know, you might notice him, but most people probably wouldn't. Truth. If Jim Harbaugh is sitting over there in the corner of the Mo Club, everybody's going to go say what's up to Jim Harbaugh. Like Absolutely. Everybody knows who that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, I, 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 well, wait. My jury's hung jury, brother. Hung jury. I think Harbaugh will be an upgrade over Staley. Now, what oh, is, yes, upgrade, what, without a doubt. I'll that, agree with that. What does that do in terms of getting you over the top? 
That remains to be seen. Your your factors are very accurate. You got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. You I don't care how let, good the coach is. I mean, you can't let your franchise quarterback get his hand ripped off. That's that's the first step. And he takes shots. We've seen that the last three seasons. He takes he takes. Especially him and Joe Burrow big, both take no unnecessary doubt. shots. Totally. We'll see what both happens. Of them, both of them can maneuver in the pocket. Both of them have good size, yet they still get beat up. That's how hard it is to play quarterback in the uh, NFL. Nuance Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. All right, a couple more blindsides. I'm just going to keep rolling because this is fun. Uh, what is – so the probably the top free agent on the offensive side of the ball in the NFL is the one and only, my uh, least favorite player in the history of the NFL, Kirk Cousins. What? <laughs> I want to say something so bad, but the FCC might not like it. So, Go for it. So what's the best fit for Kurt Cousins in free agency? The Jets. I knew you were going to say that. What do you mean you knew I was going to say that? I knew you were going to say that. Why? Because... First of all, it's one of the most. It's there's there's only a couple options, and it's That's, one of the best options. It's it is. It's one of the best options. Um, you, Aaron Rodgers coming back from injury unknown. Uh, you have you have a really good young defense. You've got some really great pieces offensively. They just need someone to man the helm. And I'm not. Sh- and and until Aaron Rodgers like bounces back fully, like Kirk Cousins is a good good band aid over a gangrene wound. Can you are you can you pay Kirk Cousins is not going to get the huge contract he got this last time with Minnesota. Not worth that much. But he's going to get a big contract because he is. Despite my criticisms of Kirk Cousins. He is better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So he's going to get paid. Can you do that if you're the Jets? If you're expecting Aaron Rodgers to come back at any point next season. I look at it this. Uh, father age has no opponents. Father Father time, rather, has no opponents. Father time wins all the time. And right now, father time is not on the side of either of these quarterbacks. And I think that uh, when you look at what has happened to both of these quarterbacks physically in the last two years, there's, 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 you don't bounce back the same way in your late 30s, early 40s in the, in the NFL. I think that he's a great insurance. And if Aaron Rodgers is there, they get better. And I think it's a more uh, positive situation than, say, like a Joe Montana, Steve Young situation, which you have two starters that could start anywhere else in the league. Um, I think right now the, the window for the Jets to win is very narrow. Um, especially in the in the AFC East, where you know the Bills and and the Dolphins are right there, knocking around your neck, and the Patriots. Who knows where they'll be here in another year or two? But I truly think that that would be a great fit for Kirk Cousins. But it also then forces Aaron Rodgers play the game, dude. It forces right. him to be like, whoa, I'm not the dude I once was. I kind of have to look over my shoulder or play better. So I think Gang Green is the best situation for Kirk Cousins. With and without Aaron Rodgers still being omnipresent there. Other options I think you'll hear. First of all, you'll you'll hear re-signing with Minnesota, which <laughs> I know it's kind of a bit at this point. It's kind of my shtick. But it's like I always reemphasize, I don't think Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback in the NFL. In fact, he's far from the worst quarterback in the NFL. I just think that when the Vikings signed him to the contract that he just completed... At that moment, Kirk Cousins got the most guaranteed money in NFL history. Now, that's gotten blown out of the water by a lot of these most recent contracts. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, you know Trevor Lawrence. These guys have gotten big time, big time, $250 million plus. I just said back then, though, 
that this was that that, that made Kirk Cousins the worst quarterback situation in the NFL <laughs> because you just can't pay Kirk Cousins thirty million dollars a year because that means you can't pay your other guys. Like the the Vikings were in the playoffs three years in a row and in the NFC Championship game one year with a great defense led by guys like Everson Griffin mm-hmm. and Limbaugh Joseph and Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes. They had, get, they had to get rid of all those dudes because they couldn't pay him when they signed Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum got him way farther in the playoffs. I'm not saying Case Keenum's better than Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum for $7 million, though, is way better than Kirk Cousins for $30 million. Now maybe it comes back around because maybe Kirk Cousins, you aren't overpaying so much for him now that he's in his uh, – Elder years. You also got to remember, he also had an Achilles. So that would be funny if New York has two guys coming back from an Achilles injury. But you'll hear Kirk Cousins maybe going back to Minnesota. But the other names you'll probably hear, Atlanta, there's speculation out there that Justin Fields maybe is going to Atlanta. Who knows? But Atlanta's certainly probably going to be in the mix for a quarterback. You're also going to hear probably Las Vegas. Yep. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, that's probably over. And Aiden O'Connell, I don't think he can really go far there. No. Pittsburgh maybe because, I mean. Pickett. Kenny Pickett has not worked Bye. out to this point. Small and, hands. <laughs> I mean, him and John Kitna. They basically had to kill Kenny Pickett last year to get him out of the starting lineup. <laughs> I mean, before he went on IR, he had bruised ribs, sprained ribs. Oh, son. Busted egg. I'm, son. I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he had like multiple things oh, on yeah. the injury report before he finally was was uh, kicked to the sidelines. Here's, a, here's the only other one that I think no one's spoken about for Kirk Cousins that I think would actually be a good fit to help elongate the career of himself, but also the person he could possibly back up. Cincinnati. Ooh, interesting. Think about that. Joe Burrow, another guy kind of like Justin Herbert that just gets hit, can't stay healthy, sometimes doesn't show enough mental savvy of the game. Yeah. Kirk Cousins comes in and cleans some of that up. Yeah, right. And I also don't think a lot of these quarterbacks have the ability to be mentored from behind by guys that have seen the game as long as some of them have been alive. You know what I'm saying? To some extent. So I think Cincinnati would actually be an interesting uh, landing place for him as well because uh, either one of these guys can go one or two or two or one. Yep. Um, but Cincinnati needs to get over that hump, and part of that is is is, uh, is 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 having a healthy guy at the helm, but also maybe a more mentally healthy guy at the helm. It, uh, it also could be interesting. Another place you might hear if Baker Mayfield moves on is Tampa Bay. For Kirk Cousins, or you might hear Washington as well. If Kirk Cousins goes, goes back, back to Washington, that'd welcome be, back. You like that? That uh, that'd be pretty funny. But uh, if Kirk Cousins matriculates his way to Tampa Bay, and then if Baker Mayfield gets his way to Minnesota, then I'm going to have a full season worth of uh, proving my theory or not. Right? Like if I say that that Kirk Cousins can't get you over the top, and I think that there's only, you know, let's say 13, 14 guys in the league that are better than Kirk Cousins, which I do think Baker Mayfield is slightly better than Kirk Cousins. A bit more athletic. Then uh, then I'd have to, I'd either get affirmed big time or I'd have to eat crow. So uh, that'd be a, a fascinating experiment if that was uh, to happen. We'll keep you going on what's going on in the, uh, the wide world of um, craziness. NFL free agency. You listen to Nuanas now here uh, on ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. Well, it's SWX by Ted Television. Appreciate you for tuning in. It's Friday, so that means uh, the weekend's upcoming. You don't want to spend your weekends cleaning up dog poop. Weekends are for <laughs> golf or watching sports. Am I right? Montana Pooper Scoopers can help free up your weekends. It's more affordable than you think. Visit MontanaPooperScoopers.com for more information on their weekly cleanups that free up your time and your yard. Montana Pooper Scoopers offers weekly dog waste removal services for businesses and families at a price anyone can afford. 
MontanaPooperScoopers.com. We'll talk some college football, specifically some Bobcats and Grizzlies, and a whole bunch of new coordinators in the state of Montana. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah. but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's not only like a soul Friday, a soulful Friday with some R&B cuts for you. I didn't even plan it like this. But it's kind of an underrated Friday as well, right? I mean, Stevie Wonder can't, you can never say he's underrated, but you got to keep reminding the, the folks. But Bill Withers, underrated. underrated. George Benson, way underrated. Way underrated. In like multiple genres. Like, no doubt. You think about George Benson, like, he did ballads, he did Broadway, he did funk, he did jazz. soul, he did jazz, he did rock. Like, and he's actually arranged and have written a lot of things a lot of people don't, no doubt. Un- don't even know about. For sure. George Benson is probably as prominent, maybe even probably more prominent as a person. Producer that he was as a, a singer, right? I would, yes, I would say, I, especially jazz music. Espe- yes, absolutely. And what an amazing, like, people understand amazing bass player, amazing percussionist, amazing arranger. Like, oh man, like Swiss Army knife, baby. Humans, amazing. Our next one, I'll, I won't spoil it. Also, somehow, retrospectively down the road, underrated. So that's uh, coming up. Rajin Seabrook kicking it with me. Coulter Nuanas here on uh, Nuanas Now, TSPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. If you're watching visually, you see uh, we have all sorts of new, fun, cool memorabilia. I'm going to hold this up for the camera on uh, SWX or on uh, the ESPN MT app. Yeah, I guess we can just put it out here in, in front here. So what what is this? This is super cool. I actually can't believe that this didn't officially get commissioned. So this is the an original drawing that was going to be made into a painting. This is from 1996 when the University of Montana football team was undefeated and, so headed, good. and headed to Huntington, West Virginia to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd, who was also undefeated. The Grizz had beat Marshall in the national championship the year before on an epic ending with Andy Larson hitting a field goal and then the Grizz getting a stop for Montana's first ever national championship. Well, then the following year, the Thundering Herd got a drop down from Florida State <laughs> by the name of Randy Moss. He's a, he was okay. You might have heard of him. He all, he just, all he did was go on to become one of the great receivers and one of the great offensive players in the history of football. He dominated the Grizz that day. He dominated everybody. Uh, during his college career. But this is two trains. One, trained with a bunch of Grizzlies. Two, trained with a bunch of uh, bison, Thundering Herd, up on the mountains, which is the you know, basically the uh, the Rocky Mountains that surround Missoula here. Mm-hmm. You got all the various scores from each team's undefeated season. I can't believe this didn't get turned into a painting because this would have been a cool painting. But I also think it probably didn't because then the Grizz lost this game. So there was, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe people were feeling a little down about it. Anyways, this is on loan from our great friends at Red's Bar. Red's Bar is a Missoula institution located at downtown. Uh, they're on Ryman Street. 
so much cool memorabilia to check out in there, and uh, one of the friendliest places in town. If you want to hang out with your friends, head on down to Reds. You want to make some new friends, always head on down to Reds. Appreciate Reds for hooking us up with all the cool memorabilia uh, that we show off here from time to time. So on Zalia Spin Radio, uh, ski season is a us, but also ski season for next year. Uh, Lost Trail has their passes on sale. It's leap into next season sale starting on leap year day. That's leap day. It's six days from today. It's a leap year this year. So February 29th, you can get uh, discounted 2024-2025 season passes. It's the early bird sale. February 29th through March 7th. Visit LostTrail.com. Lost Trail. Go for the snow. A couple uh, college football things to talk about. We'll start here in Missoula with the University of Montana. Ronnie Bradford, who was the defensive coordinator for just a year here at Montana, but has been here for the last couple years coaching defensive backs, namely cornerbacks. He is on his way back to the NFL. I say back because Ronnie Bradford played for 10 years in the NFL and then coached for another handful of years before getting into the college game. He's headed to Miami as a special assistant, special teams coach. So um, joining Mike McDaniel's staff, I'm not surprised that Ronnie Bradford is headed back to the NFL. We spend that much time in the NFL. It's probably the goal is to get back there. The story here in Missoula, though, is Montana. They're on a very unorthodox defense. They're on a 3-3-5 stack. What it looked like this year compared to what it looked like the year before was actually a little different, too. A lot more coverage stuff on the back end. They had a little bit more diversification in the blitz packages. Different corner play, too. Way different corner Way play. Way different corner and play. And you have to think that that's because the guy calling the plays is a cornerback, right? Go figure. So I'm so interested to see what Bobby Houck does with this because you're almost certainly going to maintain the system, right? This will be your third defensive coordinator since 2018 when Bobby Houck returned. You've built and then also recruited to this defense. You have a whole bunch of players that have played in nothing but the defense. So changing the scheme would be silly unless you think you have different personnel that you can change it to. But I'm just figuring that they're going to probably bring in somebody that's either knows the scheme or maybe they promote internally somebody that knows the scheme. I really highly doubt they're going to try to bring in somebody that doesn't know the scheme and then teach them the scheme. But where are we at with what Montana's going to do defensively with this hire? You know, this is this is, uh, this is is a problem. It, it's a healthy problem, but yep. a problem nonetheless. And we just lost a beautiful piece of art and some papers in here, folks. Um you are going to have to get someone who knows defense well and can adjust to the, the construct that is already in existence. And I think that Bobby and, and the staff are going to have to choose very wisely because if you get someone in here who wants to come in and usurp all of that, it will not bode well, especially with having the pieces that have been hand-plucked to play this type of defense. Yeah, uh, You know, a lot of times we talk about the pros looking to to pick up college coaches to you know go the way. I think in this kind of situation you have to go backwards. Um, a person who is later in their years but has been a defensive genius in their own right who would actually do really well in this situation would be Wink Martindale. Interesting. Who runs you know a variation of a three three five and masks things, um, you know from the single high top safety to you know blitzing off the edges and the corners, um, so a mind like that could come in and really 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 do something well with this as opposed to trying to bring someone in who wants to tinker and possibly take away from the foundation that's been laid down, especially in the last three seasons. The other names, the in terms of like familiar names, you'll hear of course Tim Houck, who's been the defensive analyst here right. the last couple of years. 
Uh, he's been a defensive coordinator at the collegiate level. He's the defensive coordinator for Bobby Houck, his uh, older brother, at UNLV. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not unsure if Tim Houck wants to be a full-time coach or not. It's, I mean, let's let's put it like this. The moment Tim Houck wants to be a full-time coach again... He will be. He will be. Because, no doubt. I mean, the guy's got a Super Bowl ring. So he might just want to be an analyst because you know it's a different role. And he's kind of scary. He'll give me the job. <laughs> so uh, that's one name you'll probably hear. No idea what the status is there. Uh you probably hear the name Shan Schillinger. Uh, he, of course, played at Montana, played in the NFL, coached at Montana, both under Bob Stitt and Bobby Houck. Then he went to Mississippi State for a brief moment in time. Now he's the head coach of the University of Mary in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Not sure about that one either. Shan's never been a play caller. <coughs> Don't know if that precludes you from being the D.C., though, only because he knows the system. He coached safeties in the system. Um, I mean, he's a smart guy, so I mean, very. He's played for and coached for Bobby Houck, so he knows how that operation goes as well. Roger Cooper, who's currently the linebackers coach at Montana, uh, been coaching in the system, already on staff. So maybe that's a, a name that you hear. Uh, Zach Arnett, who just got uh, ousted at Mississippi State. He was the linebackers coach at San Diego State when Bobby Houck was there. Coach Houck almost hired him as the D.C. here in Missoula, but then he went to be Mike Leach's defensive coordinator in Mississippi State instead. Of course, then the late Coach Leach passes away, unfortunately, tragically. Zach Arnett takes over there, and then he's ousted in in short order. So he's available. I don't know if a guy with SEC head coaching credentials is going to matriculate his way to the big sky, but maybe a name that you hear. So uh, I don't know. Here's, Here's what I do know. Bobby Alex had several defensive coordinators during his, his multiple stints at Montana. Right. They've run multiple defensive schemes at Montana. Right. The Grizz have never been anything but great defensively when Bobby Houck was the head coach. That's why I think that this is a, you know, I think I think that Coach Houck, Coach Houck has such a hand in the defense and is With such him. a defensive guy that they're just not going to have any worries defensively. Like that, if this was the opposite scenario where you were running a very unique system offensively, and you were trying to bring in an offensive guy, I think there's all sorts of room for That's error. A, it's, a, it's a different type of situation. Offense and defense, as you know, it's two different sides of the ball um, and the mentality that goes behind it. Like, you actually want more people in the room for offense. Well, And, and it's just about, like, what your your head coach's personality uh, is as well. Totally, totally. Offensive head coaches don't have as much worry replacing offensive guys because nope. they probably have a hand in the offense. Just like the one we're going to get to in just a minute, and just like this, Bobby Houck's going to figure out a way to hire somebody that's fine to great, but it doesn't really matter because he himself is one of the great defensive head coaches in the FCS. So yeah, uh, if he stays in house, hire your brother. If you go out of house, <laughs> look up Wink real quick. <laughs> no, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Brett Vegan at Montana State is an offensive coach. He's had the same young offensive coordinator in Taylor Housewright these last three years. Housewright. Out on his way to Akron, Vegan did decide to promote internally. So this is the exact dynamic we're talking about, right? The Cats have run a pretty intricate, pretty, pretty uh, different type of offense. It's a, it's a zone read spread with some air raid principles in it, because particularly the back shoulder fade that they love to throw with Tommy Malott. Because Malott is about to be a four-year starter. And you've run this system the whole time. You absolutely have to. I mean, they promoted internally with Tyler Walker. You got to run at least a pretty similar system. You can't go messing up. I mean, first of all, because the 
Malat is an outstanding player. He's, outstanding. He's also a gadget player. Like you have to, the, you built the entire system around him. You have to maintain some semblance of consistency when it comes to the system. You have to do this for this young man. He is too talented, too skilled, and too gifted to try to reinvent his wheel at this point where he is in his career. Just add spokes onto it. Just adds no doubt. like make make him as comfortable. Um, sometimes with offensive coordinators more than D, uh, D coordinators, it's an ego thing. You know, like I, I I've got to show and prove. You've got the dude to run an offense. Just build him up. That's yes, all you got to right. do. Build him up. And I'm not an MSU fan. I'm a Tommy Malott fan, but no I'm doubt. not an MSU fan. Build this kid up. This kid has got the mots, as you would as, as as one would say back in the '80s. This kid has got it all. Keep him on the trajectory that he is on. Do not reinvent this kid's wheel. For as good as Montana State's been offensively the last several years. And they've been great. I mean, they've been the leading the leading scoring and rushing offense in the Big Sky for three straight seasons. Yes, sir. They still have room to grow. I think part of that is they they had this whole uh, goal and thought to be much uh, more diverse in the passing game last year. Then a whole bunch of circumstantial stuff happened. Taco Dowler broke his collarbone during Injuries. spring ball. That killed him. Uh, they had multiple other guys get hurt. Lanyata Alexander, who's the big stud receiver that they brought in from University of Washington by way of Arizona State. He gets declared ineligible because he, he had a, a transfer clearinghouse issue. So that held the passing game back a little bit. I also think, though, maintaining the basic principles of what the Cats do offensively, adding some new wrinkles, because you can do that when you have a really smart quarterback, which Balad is. Now, all of a sudden, you become even more diverse, and uh, I agree with everything you said. So, Osdow, because you're smart. Radio. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in here on this Friday. We'll pay one more set of bills. And then talk about whatever the heck we want. On the other side, keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. Now on ESPN Radio. Well, Sam and Dave for you here on this Friday. Hope you're having a great end to your week. I said sort of unintentionally, but this is the uh, the sole playlist, but also the underrated playlist. And the one I teased is, is of course, Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, at the height of his powers, was one of the most famous people in America. Period. But then he died this mysterious, completely weird death. Uh-huh. And then 
somehow is not remembered with the reverence or prevalence that he should have been. You know, I, part of me thinks because of, there were so many other just straight crooners of that generation yeah. that, you know, he, all of a sudden, like when he passed on, then all of a sudden Otis Redding took off. You yeah, know, then, right. then, but then you had the evolution of music. Like it was starting to become a bit more centric to the to the yeah. to the cities, and the Curtis Mayfields came out. What well, and Sam Cooke had so much controversy behind him. Oh gosh, unattached to really himself. I mean, he was he was sort of the 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 first of those soul singing crooners that crossed over into true pop music, into white true. America. He also though was best friends. With Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. There's the great movie, One Night in Miami, when all those guys get stuck in a hotel room and they're talking about the future. And it's crazy to think that at the time of that, what would then happen to all those men? Sam Cooke, shot mysteriously dead at a hotel. Kidnapped. And then right. like the whole thing is weird. Jim Brown. An abrupt retirement from the NFL, but but maintained his activism. Malcolm X, assassinated. Cassius Clay becomes Muhammad Ali, becomes imprisoned, all sorts of different things. So those guys were entwined in a lot of different things. Uh, there's a great Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix. So uh, if you are so inclined, go check it out. If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all the various podcast hosting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five stars, please and thank you. Probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschultilaw.com. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. And the MSU Bookstore. Visit uh, msubookstore.org. I don't know. Should we leave them on a, with a positive note? or Always. Uh, positive, remain productive. Because I, I got a news brief earlier today. Oh boy, uh, Doctor Doom and Gloom. For those who've been following this, the 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 concept of name, image, and likeness, and then the rules that have followed, have have become a, a gigantic talking point in the wide world of college sports. Of course, there's a lawsuit going on uh, between an NI because of the NCAA regulating the University of Tennessee for this NIL case. Well, this made it all the way to the federal courts today. The federal court ruled an injunction, which then means the NCAA cannot rule one way or the other on any NIL case or rules violation concerning NIL moving forward until this case is either dismissed or settled. What does that mean? Well, this case, it will be dismissed or settled at some point. But for this exact moment in time, this means we got the straight Wild West when it comes to name, image, and likeness. Oh, people are about to get paid. Watch the SEC go nuts over this. It's going to be crazy. So I guess that's not that doom and gloom. I just... uh, And if you haven't been able to tell, I'm fascinated by this. We've been talking about it a ton. If you missed our Wednesday show, Matt Brown from the Extra Points newsletter uh, came on to to go deep, deep dive on all Mm -hmm. this stuff and and what we think of unionization and what are the courts going to think of all this? How's it going to affect mid-major athletics? Montana, Montana State, how's it going to affect us here in the Treasure State? How does it impact other sports? No doubt. There's, there, dude, it, it's ripples and dominoes everywhere no around doubt. this subject. And that's why I keep talking about it, because I do think it's really interesting and important and impactful. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been able to tell, though, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just against the 
the unregulated nature of it. I'm not a big regulations guy, actually. I'm not a big rules guy. But I think if you're going to have financial systems, you have to have some sort of bumpers, else it just gonna, it's going to go crazy. Like you need the only, one of the one of the main reasons why pro sports works is because you have a players union and an owners union, and you have collective bargaining agreements. You need to be able to work on the same page. Mm-hmm. Wild West when it comes to money, especially when it's unregulated and you have people that have endless money that. It always is going to end up, at the end of the day, poorly. Buddy, you ain't lying. <laughs> what are you up to this weekend? Uh, let's see. I, I teach. Uh, my son has a basketball tournament this weekend, which I'm always excited to go partake. But um, this time of year, I teach civic engagement to the beautiful citizens of Missoula City and County. So that will be the majority of my day. Uh, it's important. Know your civic power, people. Don't give your power to government. Take your power back. You're more powerful than you'll ever understand. Gotta love it. Uh, Rajim Seabrook kicking it with us almost every Friday. Uh, and we'll be continuing that here uh, moving forward. Hope you have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, last that shirt, man. I want that shirt, man. <laughs> little little uh, maroon Skyline Sports shirt. That's from the, uh, the alumni party down there in Frisco. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be back at it on Monday. We'll see you then. It's Now, ESPN Radio. See ya. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.